The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Christy. Today, I am joined by Keith Blanchard to radiate light. Keith is the author of Homecoming, which is a very personal and inspirational book. Oh, there it is. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's a gorgeous cover. Thank you so much for joining me today, Keith. Um, Keith was born in 1963 in Huma, Louisiana, and had a typical middle-class Catholic upbringing. He entertained himself by pondering the big questions about God and the universe as a teen, not knowing that one day he would come, the day would come when those questions would form the spiritual foundation for the rest of his life. But then Keith had a crisis that stripped him of everything he held dear and left him with no choice but to turn inward for answers. And the peace and stability he so wanted still eluded him. So, much later, Keith had more of an awakening, and the result of that is this book, The Homecoming, or book, it's just Homecoming is the title, right? So, Keith, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's actually Homecoming. Yes. Uh, the subtitle is Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. Uh, looking at this cover, this pretty much describes my life coming from Dark Night of the Soul and crossing the wiggly, crickety, rickety rope bridge. Well, life has its <laughs> unbalanced moments, but I actually feel this is where I'm located now as I move further into spiritual expansion uh, of my life. So thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah. So you you had this kind of crisis, this dark night of the soul. Is is it okay to ask what happened? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, that's what my work is about, is revealing okay. myself and revealing the process. I was in a relationship for 10 years. Um, I was an aspiring musician. That's what I do full-time or before the lockdown. Um, so at, a, at the young age that you described in my bio, I, I was fascinated about all these big questions. And about the age of 12, my dad introduces me to a guitar. And 14, he gave me an electric guitar. And somewhere around there, I wanted to be a Catholic priest. If you knew me, you would think that was hilarious. You did? Yes. You wanted, wanted to be a Catholic priest? I wanted to be a Catholic priest when I went to seminary. Yes. And I got the guitar and I got the girl. So God went in the closet. <laughs> I, <laughs> shut that, I shut that door. Well, years later, 10 years later, when the relationship went belly up, I went back to the closet. 
I had nothing. I was an aspiring musician. She was my girlfriend. She was my intimacy, my transportation, my food, my shelter. I'm an aspiring musician. So I leaned pretty hard on her for that. And when that took, went away, I had nothing. And of course, the heart pains that come along with an unconscious individual leaving a relationship. And I began to say this prayer very fervently, so passionately. I need to hear your voice. And I said this prayer for about three weeks to a month. Little did I realize that it wasn't the length of time that convinced the divine, okay, I believe he's serious, now let's go pay him a visit. I knew that in my very first asking that I was so sincere the door was going to open. So I went to the casino in Tunica, played seven ridiculous hard sets, came back, drove an hour home, and I went to bed. I was tired. And about 6.30 in the morning, hey, good morning, Keith, it's time for you to wake up. So I look around the room, there's nobody there. Dream voice. Ah, dream voice. I lay back in the bed. Good morning, Keith, I asked you to wake up. And I was... I sat up in bed by the wow factor of it all. And then I was lovingly thrown back on the bed. My eyes closed and I fell into the absolute presence of God. And everything it wanted from me was in a packet of light. It took my linear mind to think it out. I could smell the voice. I could taste the voice. I could see the voice. I could feel the voice. I knew every molecule in the room, where they came from, why they were here, where they were going next. And so the voice said, Keith, press recording and tape player, go on the sofa and just let your mouth move. And I said, what will I talk about? It says, just go do this. So, and then spirit makes itself present. So I begin to journal this conversation, if you will, for about a year, really hard. I would go into meditation for six to nine hours every day. Oh my goodness. And I would ask questions that I think we would all like to see answered, like, why do little children get sick and die? Why is, what is this? Why is that? Lots of whys. <laughs> and so after about a year of hard meditation and dialoguing and writing down um, in a meditation, Spirit said, that's enough of that. Go live these principles because we don't want you to recite things just like a parrot. We want you to have these become anchored in you that you know them as a truth from soul to bones. And that is what became my bestseller, The Divine Principle, Anchoring Heaven on Earth. And then I went to India to see a holy man who came to me in a dream. What an amazing story that is, how I got there, the miracles surrounding it. Oh, yeah. I logged that. What's that? Yeah, I want to hear that story. Well, halfway through writing The Divine Principle, I started to follow a holy man by the name of Bhagavan Sri Sathya Sai Baba. And... In the books that I've read, uh, he doesn't write books. People write books about him. He's God. He was the highest incarnation of God to ever walk his feet on the earth. He died Easter morning, 2011, Easter morning. Hello. (laughs) And so he came to me in a dream. All these people were going to India. The books I've read were doctors and scientists, people who didn't believe in that nonsense. These are the ones coming back, writing these books, going, I don't know what that was. (laughs) And so in these books that I've read, He said to these people, "Um, if I come to you in a dream, you're not dreaming. You're not dreaming. So I'm sleeping one night, and I feel this on my metaphorical or my spiritual knee, and I come to a state of full-blown consciousness, only to find Sathya Sai Baba standing across the river. 
telepathically talking to me and saying, Keith, come to India. I said, I've never done such a thing. I would love to, Master. I would love to. How will I do this? Where will I get the money? He goes, Keith, 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 Keith. Put all this nonsense aside. If you came here to put your feet on Indian soil, do this for me. I woke up in the morning going, oh, my God, that was surreal. How will I do this? Where will I get the money? And then I started reflecting back on all the books I've read. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to India. Oh, my God. Literally, I'm going to India. Two weeks later, I get a phone call from a lady I never met by the name of Debbie Jabor. Hi, Keith. My name is Debbie Jabor. Uh, yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Keith, word got to me through a mutual friend. You want to go to India to see Holy Man? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, Keith, I'm a flight attendant. <laughs> I got some companion passes for the year that are about to expire. And I would not like that to happen knowing you want to go see a Holy Man. Can I give you a first class round trip ticket? So I went to India, brought the same tape recorder, and logged my two-week experience there. This book is called For the Love of God, A Spiritual Journey. And I've seen more miracles in two weeks than thousands of people will ever see in their lifetime. So in, in, in essence, long way around your first question, the divine principle I would consider the father principle of God. This book I would consider the mother principle of God. And say again the name of that for people who are listening. This is the divine principle anchoring heaven on earth, becoming the embodiment of the prophecy. Yes. This book is about the miracles and the experiences I had when I was in India. So yeah. father, mother, divine child, because this book contains this book and this book, but it reveals the picture of the unfoldment of my life. Halfway through this book is when I got to go to India. So it's not only just two books. It shows the unfoldment process, the expansion process that me, just a simple guy next door, went through. And when anyone chooses to live in passion, sincerity, humility, and vulnerability, if I brought the absolute of in and of all things into my experience, then having anything you want in life is a simple play of will. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, that is amazing. So, you know, the, the notes I have for this interview are that, you know, this transformative experience happened in 1996. Is that when you received this voice of God, like literally shaking you out of bed? It was June. Yeah, June in 1996. That's yeah. incredible. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do. I felt special. Yeah. People, you know, it's normal to feel special. We're all special, but I felt special because what do you pro what do you do with something like that? And then I knew over a period of time it wasn't my, that wasn't my gig to walk around with this kind of posture, and I never really had that. I just didn't know how to process that. And so once I began to integrate this energy, this holy divine energy that somehow along my life's design of over a course of eons, um, I started. In com came, coming in with that integration was understanding and balance, purpose, um, all the things that a person would look for to find some sort of uh, equilibrium through something I never saw coming. Wow. Now, I should have to ask, what did your circle think of all of this? Your family, your close friends? As you I never really had an issue. Many people who walk this level of spirituality, um, they get, th you know, and I live in the Bible Belt. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Nothing against that. It's just a fact of the matter. But I was raised Catholic. And 
my family thought, you know, what's Keith up to Keith? What are you doing? Kind of thing. Being from South Louisiana, you know, coming from a Catholic background, what are you doing, Keith? But no one ever pressed on me. And throughout all of my years, I was an explorer and now teacher. Um, I've never got any flack from anyone. They, I obviously I'm doing things correctly to where I don't leave that door open to where people want to slam the door back in my face. So, um, it's been very well accepted my, of, of myself and my work. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the people who actually left, they didn't give me no, no stuff. They just left. They're coming back now because of all that's going on and seeing what I do as a teacher is very solid because everyone's looking to grab onto something to hold on to while things get a little shaky. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all looking for answers and I'm just looking at your website. Now you offer so many different things. I mean, public speaking, you've got classes, you've got your, your radio shows, you've got all of this stuff going on. Um, your books, of course. Um, but you also do, you see clients one-on-one as well. What do you, what do you offer in these sessions some people come to me for readings i will read you without a doubt right but i don't play psychic though i have psychic abilities i don't play psychic i will never tell you what's going to happen to you unless that voice inside of me says you have no choice or you won't sleep for a month keith (laughs) and I will bring it forth. But what I do is basically say, this is what I see as a potential. Now, if it's not something you're looking for, I can help you deviate, actually rather move through it so you can be done with it completely and finally. So you don't have to have this come back in your experience. But my work with people one-on-one is to empower them so they never have to see another person ever again. That's always my hope, my design, and my will for everyone is to support them in such a way that they become full-fledged human beings. What does that mean to you, full-fledged human being? What does that mean? That's the question. No one can answer that. What is a full-fledged human being? Right. You have to want to find out no matter who you are, no matter what it's about. What is a full-fledged fireman? You don't know unless you're a fireman. What is a full-fledged, spiritual, evolved, expanded, conscious human being? You will never know until you find out. People can tell you. I can share that. It feels joyful. It feels blissful. Magic happens everywhere I go. Things just fall out of the sky, so to speak. All these wonderful qualities I can sit here and label about spirituality. I'll give it a shot. Being a full-fledged human being, have everything you want, not necessarily that you want things, but that is included. That's part of being human. Having everything you never thought possible, things you never thought you deserve, and so forth. Walking around, living in bliss, understanding your purpose, and every, every step you take, music begins to play as if everywhere you go, you have your own theme song. And people recognize you, you become the dominant, not in the form of domination, but you become the the influencer in every room you walk in. You walk, when I walk into a room, if I walk into a nightclub, I literally, as I step over the threshold, I radiate Mm -hmm. wellness. And I say, everyone is going to follow the beat of this room because I'm not here to, to manipulate people. I'm here to see a gathering of people living in there full-fledged human selves. And so these are some of the qualities a person begins to experience when they become a full-fledged human being. Joy, 
no more sickness, this and that. Anything you can possibly imagine that represents good things in life, a full-fledged human being would be that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Now, I just got to ask, though. You got, <laughs> bi- you got your biker, what do you call that, a do-rag? You got your long hair, beard. Why you? Why were you selected to have such things happen? Because I wanted it. I'm not selected above anybody else. Mm-hmm. Above anyone else, it's because I chose to be chosen. Everyone has the gift. Everyone has the opportunity. I have, over many lives, have been playing with the divine. My last incarnation, told to me by a divine man. Let me see if I can pull him up. And he is. His name is Bhagavan Sri. Swanji Viswayogi. Ah, so those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to have this uh, icon of um, this mystic person. I've seen pictures of him. Swanji is God on earth today. That may be hard for people to understand and or accept or allow into their experience. Still in all, it does not negate the truth. Right, right. This being has been on earth. This is his ninth time. He was the first God-illumined soul to ever walk feet on planet Earth. Not the man, but the divine energy in this man. Other than Satya Sai Baba, the being that came to me in the dream, sitting on a a throne, (laughs) this one, came, found me. When I finished this book, I fixed the last comma, or grammatical, whatever. I closed the document. And of course, the, the name of that book that you're referring to is? I'm sorry? The name of the book that you just referred to is? For the Love of God, A Spiritual Journey. Mm-hmm. When I finished that document, hit save, after 14, 14 years, I stood up and said, thank you, God. And my phone rang. God comes to me by the phone all the time. First was Debbie Jimboer. And now my phone rings as soon as I close that, the document. Hello. Hi, Keith. Mona Winfrey. Hi, Mona. What you been doing, girl? Keith, listen. I got time for that right now. I got to talk to you. So, what's up? <laughs> she goes, this holy man from India, who I never met, came, found you astrally, and wants to connect with you. So I started interviewing him. And over a course of time, I became a disciple. Um, I've been blessed. And when I, the first time I met him, I'm in a church. I'm in Unity Church where he's going to talk. This man never laid eyes on me. Never. And I'm in the front of the church. And here's the long aisle going all the way up from the back to the church. And then you take a left and then there's the stage with the podium and all that. I'm sitting, I'm second. My sister friend, Anjana, myself, Swamji comes all the way up, turns to the left. He comes right up to me and says, I've been waiting on you. (laughs) (laughs) So he gave me an interview and he said, your last incarnation, you have spent a lot of time with the divine. He says, this time, very much, last time, very, very, very much. So this is your last incarnation? Is that what I mean? No, my last, my last life. Your last life, your previous is when I was closer to God. It it goes deeper than that. I don't know how deep you want to go. Even closer, your last incarnation, you were even closer to God than you are now. Closer meaning 
I was very much aware. It is, I don't think it's my mission in this lifetime to fully illuminate. I'm supposed to stay human so I can be that bridge for other people to gather and bring them across, so to speak. A lot, of, a lot of what I say is metaphors, but there's a lot of literal truth in that as well. I'm very much aware of who I am, why I'm here, what I am to do, and what will be accomplished, not in my lifetime. Right. Um, my being with this holy man who is here to unify um, a peaceful humanity. My gosh, so you are literally the bridge on the front of homecoming, if I understand correctly. That would be correct. Oh my goodness. So you so during your studies, during your travels, during this awakening, during this journey, you spent some time in India. Um, and so you met a couple of avatars. Is there anybody else that there that you met in India you think is important to to discuss? I have not met any other avatars in India. The only oh. two avatars I've met Mm-hmm. worked with or worked on me or worked through me rather was Swamji and Bhagavan Sri Sathya Sai Baba when I went to India. Now, that being said, I do have worked with other angelic divine beings in other states of consciousness. Some people call them the sleep realms or meditation. Uh, but for me, my soul experiences happen when I close my eyes to go to bed. Strangely, when I go to sleep is when I actually wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you wake up and you're exhausted? <laughs> no, I'm always full of uh, all, all, always full of fire. My the extent of my hanging out with others even crosses into the extraterrestrial field. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you so so really you bring in a wide variety of beings in the work that you do and your normal everyday practices. So so tell me, um, is there a particular spiritual practice that you that you do? I don't want to like throw you off or anything, but are there any spiritual practices that you do regularly to bring these beings in and work with them? No, it's just who I am. Early in my life. Um, I was, I wouldn't say abducted. That's absolutely the wrong word. I was brought somewhere, taken to places by beautiful, highly evolved extraterrestrial beings. Um, Their presence in my life in the earlier stages was to manipulate my energetic system, to coalesce it, to make things nice and smooth, so that when I got to this place in my life, that these divine men could enter into my matrix so I can begin which I've been doing for quite a few years now. But now the door is cracked wide open and I'm moving out into the world the world stage. But there is no spiritual practice that I do because I've been doing it for so long. It's natural for me. It's like a new habit. Mm-hmm. After 21 days, you, you just walk around in default. But if, if there's a spiritual model or practice I can offer to anyone, I love myself. I love life. There's really nothing else. There's nothing else. We can call it this. We can call it that Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism. It's all taken to the same place because there's only one path. Well, there's only one path. What does that make Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Zoroastrian? There's only one path. There's many paths to the path. Christianity, Buddhism, this, that, the other, this, that, the other. But it all takes us to the path, to the gate, to the God gate, the garden, Right here is everything in this place. 
Oh, beautiful. This is what everyone should want to become. This, I'll show you why. Yeah, you're holding, a, so for those of you listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, what you're holding up is this beautiful crystal ball. Yeah, this has nothing to do with sorcery or fortune telling. It's just a simple crystal ball. It's gorgeous. Yes, and it's exactly what it is. It's gorgeous. And it contains so many possibilities. And in those possibilities is that which we want to become, which is clear of mind. If you, For those who are able to see this video, down here in the screen, you see YNV. My spiritual name is Yanava, YNV. Y represents heart, God, passion, power, will, fire, the divine fire. So for those, I'm lighting a big fireplace match right now. Lighter, yeah. So, right, lighter, right. So God is the fire. It always pushes out and out of everyone. And we get a lot of bad stuff in our life is because the mind is not clear. But when the love of God, the fire of God that dwells in everyone's heart begins to push behind, I'm trying to make this work. Uh, uh, oh go. my God. Behind a clear mind, life gets juicy really quick. Oh, can you do that again? Because the video <laughs> popped off of you. Look at that. Okay, so if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, um, so Keith just completely illuminated this gorgeous crystal ball just by holding a flame behind it. So it really magnifies and amplifies whatever energy goes into it. And I feel like that's your metaphor, right? That's exactly right. And the same fire, the same love of God moves through all of us, even when we're not clear. And we call it trouble in life. God loves you unconditionally. It just shines forever. It says, even when we ask for things unconsciously, God says, sure, you can have it. Sure, you can have it. So we have the Yah, the God, God in, inside of all of us, like the power, the will, the passion, mm -hmm. and na, hopefully, would be of clear mind, and va would be the backbone, that which carries out the Father's will with a clear mind. So yanava is the name of everyone at their soul essence, crossing the bridge to the soul. So this, these three letters, or these three words, yaha, naha, vaha, these are the sacred seed syllables that is your divine birthright. So the real practice, other than loving yourself, I'll give four models. Yes. Mountains will move. Passion. That's getting in there and fixing that car engine and rolling up your sleeves and you got dirty fingernails. That's getting in there. I'm going to fix this car. That's passion. Sincerity is, I'm serious. I mean it. I need this car to go to work and support my family. That's sincerity. Humility is being grateful to have a car in the first place. Vulnerability is that which opens you up, opens up your engine, opens up the hood, opens up your chest cavity. So that divine light of Christ, whatever you call it, doesn't matter. That fire, I am in my father, my father's in me and I am in you begins to be released into the world. And then you begin to anchor everyone's purpose. It's everyone's purpose to become the anchor of the prophecy, heaven and earth. Right. The fully fledged human being. Full fledged human being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very well. Very well. 
stones. And it's not hard. It's never hard. If you're trying too hard, you've overshot your target. God is not hard. God is childlike. It's very simply, innocently laid out everywhere. The chair you're sitting on, the thing that you use to do this with, it's all grace. It's all grace. It is all grace. It's not hard. Oh, I just am just reveling in these words. That is <laughs> delicious. That is wonderful. Right. And there's no there's no ego in this. There is no saying I am separate from you. There is no that I am different or more important, less than less important. Than we can't other. be separate. We couldn't exist. Try unplugging a lamp from the wall. See if that lamp stays illuminated. Yeah. <laughs> it simply doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You, there's no way we can separate from that which is god is omnipresent take god out of the equation and everything just disappears oh absolutely i teach so when we become conscious game's mm -hmm. over <laughs> love it love it i love your your uh, do-rag here it says ride with god yeah, yeah people ask me all the time do a what kind of bike i ride i say i don't ride a bike i just love this thing <laughs> <laughs> it feels yeah. like me it does. It does. It suits you. It fits you very well. Um, so all of these experiences that you've had do come together for you to help others. Do you, so how do you feel that the work you do is or expresses your purpose? How does my work express my purpose? Yeah, how does that, how does what do you, what you do, what you bring, how does that express your purpose? How do you feel that connects with your purpose? It is my purpose. It's my purpose moving through me. It, it no, it's not, and let me rephrase that. It's not my purpose moving through me. It's me moving through me at a more conscious level than I was when I dated that girl all those years ago, I reconnected consciously to my soul. And I'm, I'm exponentiating. I'm moving across that crickety, wobbly, wiggly bridge. Because life is like that bridge, that rope bridge. That's hard to you know, stay on, um, to stay afloat, to stay balanced like a surfboard. But once you cross three-quarter way, it's a little tighter, so there's not as much wobble happening. And then you get to plant yourself like a lightning rod inside of your body, your body cavity. And you become a stable, full-fledged human being. So my, my purpose is me. It's coming through me. It is me. I love seeing beautiful, happy people. I love happy people. And so when people come to me and ask me to work with them or work on them, for example, John Doe says, Keith, blah, 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 blah. I say, oh, I hear you. And I hear them skirting. And I, I listen to the information in between the words. The words are important. I really don't care about that. That's, that's what you're trying to tell me. I'm not interested in what you're trying to tell me. I'm interested in what your soul is trying to tell me. And when I discover the language, I'll offer them a few ideas or possibilities. If they don't lean into it, I will grab them and throw them into the moving river. Because they came to me in the first place to want to better themselves. Basically, we're standing by a river and, you know, I want to go swimming. I want to go swim, but I'm scared. Well, I understand. Here's some water wings. Well, yeah, but I, I really want to go. And you keep giving me all those excuses. I'm just going to pick you up and throw you in the river. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Sink or swim. Sink or swim. Right, exactly. Right? Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? 
Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com shop. Click the subscriptions button, and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, you give, you offer all of these things to everybody, but really it's just, it's just you. It's what you plug into that makes your message very... I just live my life, and it so happens to be one of many, many things that people come to me for. I'm a full-time musician. I make movies. I write music, um, albums. I've made three albums with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. This really Anya, Enigma, Led Zeppelin-y kind of feel. Um, Love it. I sit here and I write, I sit here and I create presentations and I build my own website and I sit, this chair, I live in this chair. I'm grateful <laughs> for this chair. <laughs> There's nothing else I'd rather do, nothing. And I don't have to work for a living. My whole life is built a built-in system of joy. Yeah, you really express that. Um, so when you're talking with other people, do you find that there are some that um, do you find that others receive what you have to offer easily? Yeah. Many of them, uh, people who I see in the Facebook feed, you know, they'll pop in for two minutes and they exit out. And I, again, everybody's upbringing and background is a lot different. Um, if they only realized that what I do is exactly what they're wanting, but I just do it to the hilt. <laughs> it just sounds so foreign to them. And I understand but the people who come in, I, I have a, uh, I've been blessed to be able to bring things through very clearly, very articulately. And in such a way, I use lots of metaphors, parables, and say things very simplistically. And once I got you, once I got you in my clutch, and I get you to take me in, I'll start throwing things out that are such high, radiant, radiate wellness of an energy level they have no choice but to accept this seed and that seed will begin to blossom and i not may not see this person for a month and they show back up and then they begin to say oh my god this and that this and that sounds like a bragging point okay i'll take it i'm i'm proud of the work that i do and my honoring myself by being validated by the happy uh people and the smile on their face when i see them again speaks volumes to me it says, it, it's a lamppost Say, keep going this way, Keith, keep going this way, keep going this way. So I keep going that way, and I see more people smile. Mm. 
Yeah, what's it like to see others that you work with after they've applied your teachings to their own lives? I can't explain. It's hard to put into words. Words almost soil and or sully <laughs> the sacred. It feels blissful. It feels complete. That's the word. It's complete. The, in, initi- the, the ignition, the alpha of an idea and the omega, when these two come together, there truly is an explosion of light because I drop a seed. The seed becomes a full-fledged human plant. And once they are able to plant themselves in the garden of their soul, the alpha and the omega is complete. That would be the Holy Spirit. And though, and for those who choose to hear it, they be just become blissful balls of bouncing light everywhere. <laughs> it's complete. It just becomes complete. Now, it doesn't mean there are not more lessons that one, even including myself, have to learn. But that phase of their life is done. There's no more worry. It's not lurking in the corner, in the back, in the back of the subconscious mind, just sucking on their energy, life energy, um, bringing mishaps in life, a broken toe, a little car wreck or this or that, or just trouble in life, simply. Mm -hmm. And so how do you feel like you're developing, changing? How's your message growing and developing as you move through this body of work that you just embrace? Every time, like talking with you right now, I am expanding. I have to expand myself inside of myself to find that part of myself that answers the questions you bring forth. We all do this. I just learned how to get what I used to know as Keith, the monkey, uh -uh, thinking out of the way. So people are trying to squash the ego. You will never squash the ego. In fact, your trying is what makes it the voice of it louder. What you do is you give that monkey a banana so he can't talk. You have to appease, you have to give the monkey what he wants because he will yammer on, yammer on, yammer on. He would just keep going. So I sat down a few years ago and said, come here, monkey. Come sit next to me. Let's talk. Here's a banana. Listen, don't say anything. I want what you want. I want exactly what you want. In fact, I have wants that are greater than your offering. So you get even more, but you have to be quiet. You have to just shut up. Stop the noise, and I promise you, you can't get it until I get it. And when I do get it, you'll be the first one I'll let know. And I'm, I made this pact with myself, and I love my monkey. I love my ego. I love being Keith. I love doing those things that make me feel individual. The whole time I fall inside of myself to fall into my wholeness because we're all individuals and that's the beauty of it. It's the diversity of the person. And if you can't love yourself in your proudest moments or your not so proud moments, you will never reach the golden ring of life. Right. Marilyn Monroe famously said, if you can't take me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. Dig that. (laughs) Dig that. (laughs) And so I've learned just to, be quiet and I expand. And when I do these presentations, like when I do just about every night, right. I close my eyes and see, I see, did you see what I just did with my hand? I literally took my hand from over my heart and I pushed it as if I'm pushing something aside. What were you pushing aside? I, that's a gesture that my body goes into to shift. I'm shifting. And there I am. Mm-hmm. 
So by simple will, if anyone wants to try this, you close your eyes, everyone close your eyes, maybe take one breath, focus on you, focus on the taste in your mouth. Might taste metallic or whatever. You just ate a nice sandwich, whatever. Feel the temperature on your skin. Listen to any noises in the room. Open your eyes and keep looking at the camera. Notice peripherally any light source. So we talked about the taste, the temperature, sounds. And in me pointing these out, you shift it to your tongue. You shift it to the temperature in your skin. You shift it to the sounds in the room and or any light sources in your house. Now, call all of those up at the same time the taste in your mouth, the temperature in your skin, the sounds in the room, and the light all around you. Can you expand your awareness to experience all that versus so fragmented to, what is that? And that is everything. That's God. So when I do this with my hand, I literally intend to not be here, but to be a somewhere else. Now, that somewhere else doesn't mean God is not here. It's just a metaphorical gesture or an intention that I want to shift. Because where we are trying to get to in the future is actually here. So where we're going to is where we already are. So my hand movement like that is simply to intend that I'm going to shift and fall further inside of myself. And then when I do, I let go, and then out comes a voice that is not so filled with Keith. Got it. So it's a way of just like pushing the monkey mind out of the way. Some people might do, you know, there's no right way. You can just close your eyes and wiggle your nose three times. If that's like Samantha, (laughs) Uh, whatever you want. Or you can just, whatever. It doesn't matter. There are no rules. There's never been any rules or any constructs. So to simply move to another place, you simply move to another place. Well, Keith, that's not, no, you already made it too difficult. There's nothing else. If you pick up your hand, you don't use one hand to pick up the other hand. You just simply pick up your hand by your will. So if you will, use your will and will yourself where you want. I want to be with spirit. And there you see it. Now, it takes time to begin the integration process to become hyper aware of that. But that's really the gig. There's, There's really nothing else. Oh, that's awesome. Now you, had, you had mentioned a bit about where humanity is going. I would love to hear you develop that. Love to hear more about that. Humanity finds itself in a quandary as a whole for those who are unconscious because this crystal ball again with the fire that pushes through everyone has been clouded and shrouded with nonsense. So we find ourselves in, hello, lockdown. Are you upset that you're locked down? That you don't have a job? You're missing the window that's open. The window that is open is saying, you're being put in quarantine for a reason. To to literally separate yourself from the nonsense and the noise of the outside world. So you can find yourself. What's happening right now is a true blessing. 
It's what we all been waiting for and or asking for, even in our nonsense, even in our clouded, shrouded monkey mind. So there's always grace. Grace is everywhere, even in the bad stuff. And so as far as to answer your question in the, in the spirit, <laughs> I think that you were asking, we find ourselves at home. Home is metaphor for consciousness. So because you can't go out and mingle with other consciousnesses, you can't. So you're left with your own device mm-hmm. and you work on it and you expand yourself. Now, for those who are in lockdown and have a difficulty, for those who have perished, sadly, and millions more will, karma will not be left undone. This is a cleansing process. True fire. Baptism into fire, cleansing process. The best ploy anyone has is to get out of the fight with the world. Mm. Terrorism. Stop thinking about it. Well, Keith, how do I make change? You make change by becoming the most influential you that you can be by being, by being, not doing, by being. Well, how do I combat racism? You don't. In fact, you're fueling the fire to be anti-racist. Don't be any of that. Because even being anti-racist, you're playing the racist game as to why you're being anti-dash, the word that follows the dash, is racist. You don't play the game. That's for the people who want to play the game. Well, how do we serve and become compassionate? We have to turn the compassion inward before we can ever offer it outward. If we don't have $1,000 in our checking account, you can write a check all you want. It's going to bounce. So I'm not saying that you can't stand up and stand for something beautiful, such as those um, protesting that I talked about. But you have to be careful not to get pulled into the fight of it all, the current, the whirlpool. So all these things that are happening in the world, war, hunger, famine, this, that, the other, these are all internal bickerings, mind you. So the fight is one person's and one person's alone. So when we stop fighting ourselves and remove ourselves from the noise and the nonsense of the world, we can find equilibrium so that when the time does show up or when it's your turn to step in and be an influencer, your bang, your burst, your presence will let off an explosion of light to a level that would be so supersede, so surpass anything you could try with your muscle and might. It just becomes, it just explodes into the entire world, the universe, versus trying to use a hammer and a chisel and make this thing fit. So where we're headed is to a beautiful possibility, infinitely. We're becoming the embodies, we're being molded and or shaped into perfect sculptures of, the, of David. Everyone has an inner David, and we got to go inside and not add to the problem we got to peel away the pieces that reveals the inner david and when we do we find ourselves standing across the river and into the garden of soul as the meek the divine children of god the children of light Mm. what happens to those who choose not to do that who choose to be angry who choose to fuel the division those who perhaps want to run their car into protesters or bring out their guns and challenge protesters. Those who live in anger and division, what happens with them? 
They are living in anger and division. Now, what about the protesters? Again, karma will complete. What am I saying? Keith, my loved one just got killed because, God bless you. No one's trivializing your precious sacred situation. I don't make the law. I follow the law. Mm-hmm. Not the rules on the earth that we call laws. That's not laws. That's rules. These are not laws in, in the books, in the courthouse. That's not laws. Those are rules. The law is karma will find all of us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how divine order is maintained and upheld. And so for those people who continually play in the outside world right now with this anger and f- fear, whoo, fear everywhere, it will play itself out. It'll give you exactly what you want. You want to play that game, you have you will be forced. It will the, the electrical current, if you grab this wire, is so strong, it will grab you and you will have no choice but to play the game to its end. And it will be tougher for you to pry your hands off of this electrical wire the longer you stay in the game and the bigger and greater the current becomes. Because, well, I'm pretty balanced inside. Are you absolutely sure? Because if you're playing the game in the first place, you are off kilter already. So don't be so assuming that you're going to have the power, the consciousness, the will, the, what, the faculties that it takes to move out of a bad situation that can go bad really quick. So karma is completing itself. It looks like people, beautiful people dying. And for those who are doing said bad things, is it very possible that the gate of God is open? And there's no beginning and no end. And so those people who are dying are those same people who are killing the people. And the same people who are killing those people are the same people dying. It's the soul balancing itself in this time. There is no time. In fact, there is no time. Right. There this is, is the time where there's no time. Mm-hmm. And so everyone that's done bad deeds are going to pay. And for those who are doing bad deeds now are the ones actually paying as a mirror reflection of each other. Mm. So how do we get off this trap? What about the bad things I've done in previous times? How can I be one to cross the bridge to the soul? Enter forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. But forgiveness is also for giving. Mm. Start writing yourself by no longer wronging yourself. Writing yourself, as in write yourself in a space of balance. Someone does something to you, forgive them immediately. It changes your vibration. You radiate wellness Yes. And then you start attracting wellness. Your vibration goes higher. You radiate wellness. You bring the radiate, radiated light of wellness to you. Get out of the fight. Get out of the nonsense. Move into your sacred heart. You will gain grace. Until then, you will be in COVID-19 lockdown, whether it's actually a virus or not. That's all irrelevant. That's all just part of the noise outside. What is real is you. That's it. You have to become real with yourself to find the real you so you can cross the bridge untainted. You cannot cross the River Jordan poisoned to taint the new world. It will never happen. It will never happen. Right, right, right. You know, I've always said this. My guys have always told me from the beginning that this COVID was something we co-created for an opportunity, an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to clear what needs to be cleared, an opportunity to write what needs to be righted. So I would love to see everybody take advantage of that and live that to its fullest, right? And so you've got this website. 
I want to mention it again. It is um, centeroflightradio.com. And this is your, your, your voice, your center of light spiritual technologies. Um, it says here four plus million reach. That's quite an, that's quite an achievement. And you have center of light radio and TV. Can you tell me a bit about that? Center of light radio. I interview doctors, scientists, everyday people who write a book and have a beautiful message. Um, I've interviewed Swamji, the holy man I spoke of. I interviewed him about six times. I'm blessed to be in his proximity when he comes to Memphis, Tennessee. <sighs> when you're around a man like this, sister, let me tell you. <laughs> I can imagine. And you're in Memphis, Tennessee, I uh-huh. should mention. Okay. And you're in Missouri, that's right. Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So uh, Center of Light TV is um, if... I was doing a presentation by myself. I'm just on the screen with these props you see behind me and I'll pick a beautiful subject. For example, um, which one, which something I did recently, uh, 12 levels of consciousness, the 12 dimensions of consciousness, or I may throw out a title like it came from the sky and I'll just sit here and just with no notes and just go at it. It came from the sky. We know scripture to always be talking about up. Anything that's big always happens up. When you go to the big apple for the first time, you look up. <laughs> and so I just come on all these different ways of explaining and metaphorically bringing out these things that help people to see things in a brand new way that they have not before. And so I do these about four times a week and they can find me at on facebook at facebook.com slash keith anthony blanchard i'm a very approachable guy stop by and say hi <laughs> very <laughs> approachable very approachable and it looks like um you we can watch live your messages tuesday and thursday evenings at 7 p.m central um, that is my radio show tuesday oh. and thursday and i kind of got away from it for a bit I'm now coming back with it soon. Uh, you can go to centeroflightradio.com and you'll see it there. Or you can always, again, find me on Facebook, Keith Anthony Blanchard. <clears throat> um, but the other days in between is when I do the presentations. Yeah. And so you're doing them on Zoom right now and Facebook Live and that type of thing? Uh, I use a different software. It's called uh, Broad- XSplit X- Broadcaster. And so it basically my screen looks exactly like you see it. Right, yeah, you've got all kinds of fancy titles, subtitles, and icons, and all kinds of really fun and mystical stuff. So, um, so people can find you on your website, and you also offer your services on your website. So, somebody could schedule um, speaking, a speaking engagement, or spiritual reading. So, this is in person or by phone. Life coaching as well, removal of dark energy entities. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have squatters in your house not paying rent, causing you nothing but trouble? This is what's on your website. Yeah. Do you have a spiritual squatter in your house that's not paying rent? And you want them evicted? I am your guy. I come with an arsenal of tools. Where you get I- a call. Good one, good one, good one. I I don't have to be there with you. I can give you some tricks, tools. Yeah. Because the house energy needs to radiate wellness. So obviously the house is not radiating wellness. 
Right. Well, what you need to do is find certain things that raise the vibration. Well, Keith, you understand it's a demon. First, if you tell me you got a demon in your house, I will give you what you need to raise the energy. That is not all of it. In fact, all of it has to do with you. Well, Keith, you're saying I'm the demon? No, I'm saying something like that, yeah. Because you have a relationship with a demon in your house. I'm asking you, where are you unconsciously plugged into this reality you call demonic? So the first thing that needs to be examined is yourself. Mm -hmm. So I might find out that you have a a Christian background. Nothing against Christianity. But we know the stories that come from sad times. Demons, devil, Satan, all these, you know, how much was this, how, how much of this, illusion pill have you swallowed throughout your life to where something spooks you and automatically you project your own foolishness on what you think is happening and you think there's a demon in your house when it actually could be your great grandmother coming by to say hi to you so there's a lot of work involved to simply say you know is there really something in your house that has quote nothing to do with you or is it something you labeling that simply isn't what you think it is at all and that's the empty space that I listen for in between someone's words, is what they're really trying to tell me. There's certain pictures I can offer to you of holy men that will know. In fact, the picture, that picture itself, it looks static. There are bursts and blasts of light coming off this thing that we can't even see. So this is something that just keeps happening and happening. Pictures, um, certain techniques, certain pieces of music will change the whole vibration. Certain crystals, I'll give you one. Um, what is the crystal, the highest crystal there is, the highest uh, vibrational stone is? Um, it's not selenite. I mean, selenite. It is if it's selenite. not the highest, it's one of them, that's for sure. Yeah, it is very high. Selenite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. I use the same approach when clearing homes. It's not driving anything out. It's raising the vibration so much that whatever's negative can't stay. Yeah, you just shift to another reality completely. It can't see you and you can't see it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, Keith, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, they can go to Facebook, Keith Anthony Blanchard, B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D, or your uh, website, which is centeroflightradio.com. Can schedule an appointment, can watch some of your videos, can connect and just drink in everything you've got to offer. You just radiate so much light. Thank it's you. Just can't can't help but smile, right? Can't help but feel wonderful. Thank you so much. And your book, of course, is Homecoming: Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. It's actually going to be released at the end of July. We're recording this July first. So it's coming out at the end of this month. So August 1st, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And where is it going to be available? Everywhere. Everywhere. Every, every, it's worldwide distribution and publishing. Right. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So Homecoming, um, Homecoming, the book, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul, available wherever fine books are sold, as they say. Right. I love that. <laughs> can, I, can I offer one more location? YouTube.com slash Center of Light Radio. I could use your subscribership. Give me some thumbs up. Give me some comments. Become a part of this beautiful idea that it's moving a lot of people. It's moving through a lot of people. It's shaking the world. It's shaking the soul's times, the tuning fart. And people are beginning to vibrate. And we're coming together as a beautiful uh, tribe. 
And say the, the, your YouTube channel again. YouTube.com slash Center of Light Radio. Wonderful. I just subscribed. Oh, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Keith, for sitting and talking with me. It's been such a joy. I really appreciate your time. Same here. I really enjoyed. I, I love what you do. You, you're very knowledgeable. You're very easy to speak with. It's, it's easy. Thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.